Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got going on for today's show. A twist in the Bill C-234 saga, a bill exempting fuel used for grain drying and heating barns from the carbon tax. There is a crop report today, though not for Saskatchewan. That one will be coming for tomorrow. We got the Manitoba crop report, and we'll see how producers there are doing. And I'm fresh off of the, the latest road trip from the Parkerview area as part of the 620 CKRM Ranch Roundup. Actually came in a little bit earlier than yet, than uh, Tuesday, actually, so pretty happy about that. And I'll share a little bit about uh, how my uh, morning went with them. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Bill 234 is facing more delays following a vote by the Commons Ag Committee this morning. The majority of committee members, by a margin of 7-6, to six, voted in favor of at least one major amendment to carve out an exemption from the carbon tax when it comes to drying grain, but not for heating or cooling barns. That amendment was introduced by Quebec Senator Pierre Delfont. Alternatives or efficiencies in barn heating or cooling include better insulation, in-floor heating, geothermal heat pumps, air source heat pumps, energy-efficient ventilation fans, biomass heating, lead lightning, more natural lightning, and light-colored heat-reflective paints, etc., we are familiar with some of these options from home and other buildings located in Canada. Many Canadians and businesses are investing in such ways to reduce emissions as incentivized by the carbon pricing policy. The sponsor of the bill, MP Lobb, said, and I quote, if you look at the heating of barns, it is moving lockstep with the innovations that are heating at home, heating a home, a commercial building or an industrial building because it only makes financial sense, end of quote. This amendment will maintain the financial incentive to reduce emissions from raising livestock in barns by investing in alternative or efficient barn heating or cooling, an option available right now. 
That amendment set off a furious debate among liberal and Tory senators on the committee, including this attack by Tory Senator Donald Plett. I've grown up in a farming community. I know what the farmers are experiencing. I know that by these frivolous ways of stalling this bill uh, on behalf of whoever has ordered them or instructed them to do that, because we all know that that has been the case. So if, if Senator Wu and Senator Delphon just simply want to, 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 to filibuster and play around with this so that this doesn't get done, fine. We can do that. I will do that as well. And if they want to grow up and start acting like gentlemen and debate the merits of the bill as opposed to debating their love or the lack of that for Don Plett, then, Chair, I'm willing to do that. The final senator on the committee to cast a vote either yay or nay for the amendment was Edmonton's Paula Simons. In her comments before the vote, she outlined that she was struggling on the amendment to leave out barn heating in the exemption. I mean, the logic of Senator Delphon's amendment is inassailable on its face. On the other hand, I really do worry that it puts farmers who farm in some of the most, you know, unforgiving climates in a very invidious position because they're working with a model that was never designed with their needs in mind. But when the vote on the amendment was taken a few minutes later... The Honourable Senator Simons. Yes. A second amendment to lower the length of the sunset clause on the bill from eight years to three was defeated by a tie vote of seven to seven. A tie means the vote is defeated. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is the Manitoba Crop Report. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves troughs, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 90%, which is up 4% from last week, but is still ahead of the five-year average of 86% for this time of year. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture, based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province. We're doing well. We're a little ahead of that. We're sitting at about 95% at the moment in the northwest. The reason we've kind of pulled ahead of the rest of the province is because uh, we don't have a lot of grain corn or sunflowers in our region. So that's really what's kind of bringing the uh, provincial average down a bit. Similar to last week, we see that we're really at about 99% of the spring wheat has been harvested. That number hasn't really reached that 100% mark because of the fact that there's still some left, mostly in the Paw area. Canola has risen a bit to 90 to 95% harvested, depending where you are. Of course, some people have been done for a while, but there are still some fields to go. And uh, soybeans are sitting at about 80%, so that's uh, good news. He says he's had a few reports on crop quality and yields over the past week. Yeah, quality is actually doing uh, is good for uh, wheat. We don't have uh, uh, figures yet for canola or soybeans. Uh, in terms of yields, uh, similar to what we reported last week where 
cereals or wheat is in that 50 to 90 bushels. Of course, it's going to be higher where the rains were and the soil was good and lower where it wasn't. Canola is somewhere in the 40 to 55 bushel an acre region. And soybeans are yielding well with 45 to 50 bushels per acre. Fry says flax producers in northwest Manitoba are now ready to harvest their crops thanks to some hard frosts. Yeah, you do see some some flax fields actually just up the road from my house. I noticed there's one that, like you say, it looks like it's ready to go. And uh, I assume that those would be be harvested shortly if if they're not. Uh, you know, the, we need to uh, have some nice dry weather for that. We've had some cool nights and heavy dews over the last week that does make that that harvest window in the daytime kind of narrow. So basically just kind of got to wait till the weather's right. He's hoping for some good harvest weather this week. That's right. Yeah, I, I think um, I think we are looking at a good window of weather. You know, we're always hesitant to look too much at the long-term forecast. Mostly this time of year, it's mostly just depressing. But yeah, we do want to make uh, use of this, this weather while it remains. Fry also has some advice for livestock producers. Yeah, I'll add uh, a kind of a reminder for producers to test feed supplies now. Um, this gives you a chance to kind of plan ahead. As, uh, you know, you would do ration planning to ensure that you have healthy and productive livestock. You know, you can kind of kind of supplement where necessary as, as um, feed requirements allow. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Early gains were followed by late losses on Ice Futures canola market during the week ended yesterday. Ken Ball, a trader at PI Financial in Winnipeg, blames aggressive manipulation by traders in canola for the oilseed's recent price movement. He says there was really nothing fundamental about canola. Crush margins came down very hard for a few weeks, and canola was trading much stronger. Ball says while soy oil was going down, canola held firm. Soy oil is now starting to come up, and canola's trading is much weaker. He says it's been the pattern for canola all year long. Five Unifor locals representing 361 workers with the St. Lawrence Seaway Management Corporation have served their 72 hours notice of a strike that could shut down the waterway to grain and all other traffic just after midnight Sunday at the earliest. Unifor says such a strike would effectively shut down transit through the seaway. The Seaway Management agreed, saying that should the unionized workers proceed with strike action, the St. Lawrence Seaway will be closed to all traffic. The not-for-profit corporation, which handles movement of marine traffic through Canadian Seaway facilities, that is 13 of the waterway's 15 locks between Montreal and Lake Erie, said it has started to implement its plans for an orderly and safe shutdown of the system within the 72-hour notice period. Ocean freight rates have shown some strength over the past two months, with the Baltic Dry Index, or BDI, at its highest level of the past year. 
The BDI, a major indicator of bulk shipping rates, settled at 2,058 points on Tuesday, marking the first close above 2,000 points since July of 2022. The BDI is compiled by the London-based Baltic Exchange and provides an assessment of the price of moving major raw materials by sea. The overall BDI includes subsectors for the different classes of ocean vessels, including Cape Size, Panamax, and Supermax. It is often seen as a leading indicator of global economic activity. Canada is at a freight disadvantage compared to its competitors exporting grains and oilseeds into many markets, with lower freight rates helping counter that disadvantage. The chair of the House of Commons Agriculture Committee has introduced a private member's bill aimed at speeding up regulatory approvals of new seed genetics, feed products and crop protection products for Canadian farmers. Cody Blois, Liberal MP from Nova Scotia, tabled Bill C-359 yesterday. The legislation proposes a 90-day provisional registration for new products, where the company introducing a product can show it's been approved by regulators in two or more other trusted countries or jurisdictions. The provincial registration would ensure farmers have access to these tools in a more timely manner without compromising public safety or the scientific process that we expect our Canadian regulators to undertake. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Grain Growers of Canada, Canadian Cattle Association and National Cattle Feeders Association have already voiced support for the bill. Canada's pot industry is hoping the government review of the Cannabis Act will lessen the turmoil the sector is facing. The President of the Cannabis Council of Canada says there's a significant sense of urgency throughout the sector because many pot businesses have faced layoffs, facility closures, bankruptcies and multi-million dollar write-downs. George Smitherman says about 80% of the members his council recently surveyed say they cannot get to cash flow positivity. If the government review doesn't result in change, he worries the struggle to reach profitability will only get harder. The government's statutory Cannabis Act review got underway in September of 2022, a year later than was required. A panel conducting the review will eventually put forward a final report with recommendations that the Minister of Health must table by March. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunshine with winds out of the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 20 degrees. Tonight, clear, then becoming part the cloudy. Winds from the west at 20 kilometers an hour, then becoming light. Then changing to the northwest at 30 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour overnight, low of 6 degrees. Tomorrow, part the cloudy, then becoming sunny in the morning. Winds from the northwest at 30 gusting to 50, high of 15 degrees, the low minus 1. Saturday, increasing cloudiness, high of 12, the low 6 degrees. 
Clearing on Sunday, high of 14, low minus 3. Monday, <laughs> excuse me, partly cloudy, high of plus 2, low of minus 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of plus 1, the low minus 6 degrees. And Wednesday, cloudy, high of 0. Normal highs for this period are around 9 degrees. Normal lows, minus 4. Sun rose at 727 this morning. Sun will set at 5.59 p.m. Taking a look around the province in Estevan and Saskatoon, 18. Swift Current in Yorkton, 17. And Weyburn, 16 degrees. The warmish spot in Saskatchewan is in Valmarie at 21.2. Cool spot in Collins Bay at 6.5 degrees. In Regina, part the cloudy. West wind at 14 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 57%. Temperature 16 degrees or 60 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.3 and rising. In Moose Jaw, it's mostly cloudy. West-northwest wind at 13. Temperature, 17 degrees. Again in Regina, part the cloudy. West wind at 14. Temperature, 16 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Today's report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture comes from Jennifer Hayden. She is a livestock and feed specialist in North Battleford. As hay and other forages make their way into your feed storage area this fall, you might want to consider forage testing. Forage testing has value for your operation. It can be a useful tool for maximizing livestock production and can minimize feed cost. Testing forages not only helps determine if livestock requirements are being met, it also determines whether you need to supplement or could mix off with lower quality forages to avoid overfeeding. Forage analysis is useful when looking at inventories and planning for winter feeding. If forage quality is high enough, there may be an opportunity to mix it with straw, thus stretching supplies and lowering overall feed costs. If forage quality is lacking in certain nutrients, it will be necessary to bring in some type of concentrate product such as a cereal grain, screenings, dried distiller's grains, or canola meal, for example, in order to maintain body condition of livestock on feed. Generally, forage analysis should include the following parameters. Moisture, dry matter, crude protein, acid and neutral detergent fiber, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, potassium, and sodium. In addition to these, the analysis will include a variety of energy estimates, which may be reported as total digestible nutrients, digestible energy, or net energy. Each of these nutrients play a role in the overall quality of the forage being tested. There are book values for many types of forages and other feeds. However, actual results can vary substantially, and the cost of that variability can be high. If we balance a ration on book values, and the energy value of your primary forage source was 5% lower than the book value, we could create a situation where pregnant females are losing body condition rather than maintaining or gaining the condition that we had prepared for. This is especially true as weather turns colder and females advance to the later stages of pregnancy. 
There are different testing methods available. Near-infrared reflectance spectroscopy, or NIR, uses different light wavelengths passing through a sample to interpret the kind and amount of nutrients present. Wet chemistry analysis, the gold standard for forage analysis, involves lab work and chemical testing. Wet chemistry analysis of large numbers of common feed samples is used to calibrate NIR lab equipment. NIR is often faster and cheaper, but has limitations, especially with uncommon feedstuffs where a reference library may be small or unavailable. A basic feed test covering the parameters noted earlier will cost between $30 and $65, depending on the type of analysis and the lab. Testing for anti-nutritional factors or additional minerals will add to that cost. However, the overall cost of a forage test is small compared to the insight and useful information it can provide. For more information about forage testing, borrowing a forage probe from your local regional office, or other livestock-related topics, contact your local Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Office or call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. That's Jennifer Hayden, a livestock and feed specialist in North Battleford with this week's report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Coming up next is uh, my adventure this morning to the Gary Community Pasture in the Parkerview area. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. This morning we are at the Gary Community Pasture near Parkerview in the fourth installment of the 620 CKRM Ranch Roundup. If you heard me earlier this morning on Good Morning Saskatchewan, uh, did a little bit of a report from there as uh, we got there. It was uh, quite a cool morning to start, but it was a beautiful uh, sunrise. It was definitely worth the drive. Definitely had a great time uh, talking with the livestock producers there. It was really nice to chat with them just to see how the season went and how everything is going. Uh, lively cattle over there this morning. They had not stopped mooing since we got there and left, so uh, that's kind of a little memory there. Afterward, this was uh, my chat with the manager of the pasture, Ben Marcino. Talk a little bit about uh, what you do here. What's a typical day like here? Uh, springtime, we'll bring the cows in, uh, to kick them out on grass, and then uh, just kind of keep an eye on them, make sure everything's happy, healthy, on, on good grass, water. Is this a big pasture? Uh, yeah, we're 32 sections. Uh, we run about 1,800 pairs on it, about 70 bulls, somewhere in there. All right, and how would you say the season has gone so far? I know, uh, depending on where you are, it's been dry, others not so much. What's it been like around here? Uh, fairly decent this year. We, we caught some rains and, uh, yeah, seemed to have enough grass for everybody. Everybody stayed pretty, uh, pretty content with grass, so, yeah, we, we're doing better than a lot of other areas. Awesome, and uh, just kind of talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on today. Is uh, what, what kind of, uh, I guess, uh, things are we doing here? Uh, so yeah, yesterday we uh, we sorted about well, it's about 200 pairs. Uh, we sorted them five ways, uh, five different owners. So then uh, this morning, uh, we just split cows and calves, and uh, 
start loading them out here. We got rid of a few already this morning and uh, yeah, loading the trucks and get them gone. Awesome. And uh, what, what would you say, uh, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on cattle prices, where they are currently. Uh, they've been pretty high for pretty much uh, for multiple months now. Uh, yeah, just kind of your thoughts. Yeah, it's uh, looking pretty good. Uh, we sold some calves ourselves here uh, end of September, and yeah, we did really good on them. Uh, I think they're down a little bit here right now, but uh, it's to be expected with fall run and that. So yeah, uh, seems really good right now. Awesome, and uh, what would you say is kind of your favorite part about uh, doing all this? Oh, I guess probably have to be the the riding and the roping, I guess, would be the better part of it. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, I think that should be about it. Also, a uh, thank you to the following sponsors for helping us out. Without them, uh, this wouldn't be possible. It's a long list. Tim Hortons, Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw, Agriculture in the Classroom, Nick's Service, Linex, Kelvington Stockyards, Wolf Industries, Double R Auctions, Heartland Livestock Yorkton, Shepherd Realty, Mac Auction Company, and Redverse Ag. Coming up is the market update for today. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is down $14 to $656.42 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down $1.06 to $334.84. And the rest were unchanged. Durham $489.23. Feed barley $277.58. Chickpeas $1036.17. Flax Six forty one oh four lentils seven eighty fifty oats two eighty nine thirty two yellow peas three ninety nine eighty nine feed wheat two thirty five forty six on the Minneapolis grain exchange hard red spring wheat for December is up two and one quarter two and a quarter cents at seven dollars thirty five and three quarter cents a bushel. Coming up is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of October 18th. Another huge run here. I would rather sell them now while the weather is good. We had 3,200 head in the short with another 325 cows and bulls, a total of 3,525 for the day. Cows solid steady with last week. Bulls dropped off somewhat, but it has to do with uh, the condition of these bulls. D1, D2 cows, 129 to 139, sale to 144, 145. D3 cows, 121 to 129. Older type, thinner and weaker blemish cows, 50 to 90. Cows are averaging 130 from that good punish eye area. 1,500-pound cows, they topped out at 149. Good bulls, 145 to 155, sales to 162, 163. Bulls are averaging 150. From that good Grayson area, 2,100-pound bull topped out at 169. On to the pre-search sale. Yesterday, we had our Simmental Influence sale. I will give you Simmental Exotic prices. A very good, respectable sale, I would say. Listen up. 425 exotic steers, 496. 500 pounders at 429, 575 pound red black exotic steers. There's 144 in this package. They topped out at 402, 
650-pound red black exotic steers. There was 133 in this package. They topped out at 377. My favorite pen, 710-pound steers at 364. The 780s at 344. And 850-pound steers, the big boys, at 339. Yearling steers, 850-pound yearling steers at 312. And 950s at 288. On the heifer side, 425-pound heifers, $4.00. 500 pounders, 351. 575-pound heifers, 335. The 650s at 328. And 710-pound heifers, 325. Some yearling heifers here. 750-pound heifers at 301. 850s at 281. And 950-pound heifers at 267. Highlight of the morning, 650-pound town steers. They topped out at 382.50. And we had... 340-pound little steers. There was 43 of these little guys. They topped out at 5.11.50. All in all, a good day. This Friday, October 20th, it's time of the month for another sheep lamb goat sale. Sale starts at 11 o'clock, receiving today from 12 to 8, and right up until sale time on Friday. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest pork prices are at $198.68 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A new report says carbon capture and storage is key to greening Canada's electricity grid, but meeting the proposed time frame laid out by the federal government will be extremely difficult based on the current state of the technology. Ottawa has proposed clean electricity regulations aimed at getting Canada's electricity grid to net zero by 2035. This will likely require large-scale deployment of carbon capture and storage technology at natural gas and coal-fired power plants in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Nova Scotia due to a lack of availability of hydroelectric power in those provinces. In a new report, the Regina-based International CCUS Knowledge Centre says in order to be compliant with the federal regulations, natural gas-fired power plants would need to achieve a nearly 95% CO2 carbon rate, or capture rate, I should say. But the organization points out that no carbon capture facility in the world is currently achieving that level of performance. The only large-scale carbon capture facility in Canada currently operating on a power plant is at Sask Power's Boundary Dam, and has a CO2 capture rate of 65 to 70%. On the markets, the TSX is down 25 points at 19,425. Dow is down 38 points to 33,626. Oil is up 99 cents at $88.26 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Thursday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.